Temperatures coming on up. 70 yeah. degrees in Lynchburg. We have uh, 65 in Bedford, 72 in Roanoke, 74 in Salem, 65 in Danville, and 67 in Appomattox. So all we're right. kind of a yeah. little bit all over the place there. Yeah, we are. Hey, if you missed uh, you know part of Marco's interview like Eric did, you can go to our SoundCloud page. A little bit later, we'll just edit all Marco's stuff and put it on its own little file. Go to the SoundCloud page and type in The Morning Jam on VTRN and then today's date and you'll be able to get everything that uh, that he said there. So uh, thanks to Marco for hanging hanging with us. So um, this next story is one that, uh, that again, it just hasn't gotten a lot of attention. Right. Uh, we have a lot of stories like that. We do. Uh, in, in today's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may or may not have heard this story. Um, a Las Vegas elected official, uh, oh, Democrat yeah. there. Mm, Democrat, yeah, this is important. Has been accused of fatally stabbing a veteran newspaper reporter who was investigating him. That means that journalist is dead. Right. Uh, Robert Tellis, 45, um, has uh, appeared in court, asked that his hearing be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say, they consider him a flight risk and a danger to the community uh, there. He is charged with the murder of reporter Jeff German, 69, mm-hmm. who was found dead in his home on September the 3rd. Mm. The Las Vegas Review journalist had written a series of unflattering stories about Tellus creating a hostile work environment and having an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate. Okay. Tellus is a Clark County public administrator. Handled the property of people who die without wills. Oh, that's rife for problems. <laughs> right. After the critical reports uh. were published, Tellus lost his bid for re-election. Okay. But his term doesn't end until next year. Chief Deputy District Attorney said in court Thursday that Germans reporting ruined Tellus's political career, likely ruined his marriage, mm-hmm. and he was ordered held without bail. He had been working on a follow-up story when he was murdered. Well, mm. so there's some intent here, like the last story, a little bit different ending as far as oh, I would. Oh, I would say that it wasn't the reporter that ended his marriage and his career it was his actions oh absolutely yeah i mean when did we get to the to the point to where <laughs> yeah it's the reporter's fault well if they hadn't told the truth it never would have happened That's okay right. maybe if you wouldn't have acted so foolishly it wouldn't have happened Mm-mm-mm. so um hmm. apparently uh the reporter the, the this Democrat mm-hmm. who had allegedly killed this reporter, who had unearthed dirt on him, tried to hide the evidence of the crime, according to a report. They say uh, Tellus left a trail of evidence linking him to the killing. Police reportedly found a photo and a video showing Tellus in an orange shirt with reflective tape and a straw hat walking around German's home the day he was killed. Really? Wow. Tellus approached Mr. German's home, went into the side of the house shortly after German came outside of the garage and then went to the side of the house and ultimately an altercation took place. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, police reportedly say they have video footage of the attack, which happened around 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. They served a search warrant in connection with the death. They found his DNA at the crime scene. Okay. As well as a pair of bloodied sneakers mm-hmm. at the suspect's home. Sherman uh, had been working on a potential follow-up piece about Tullus the week he was killed. Okay. The reporter had recently filed public records requests for messages and emails between Tullus and other county officials. And uh, he lost his reelection bid, of course, after the hostile work environment uh, was published and uh, Clark County Sheriff's Office called the case terrible and jarring. Interesting. Saying it's been unusual from the beginning. The murder of an investigative journalist and the main suspect, an elected official here in Clark County. Hmm. I'm telling you, it's turning into the wild, wild west. Well, it's turning into open season on, you know, if you're not a Democrat, it's not open season on you. It's open season on those that disagree with Democrats. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, So now... Let's turn our eye to our friends to the north, shall we? Oh, we're going to my, I should, you know, oh, I should have had the Rod Stewart song queued up. Well, you. The big bosom lady with the Dutch accent. Apparently, you were trying in vain <laughs> to not do this story. I, I was. I avoided it. It is. But a it's, ri- it's a ridiculous story. It, it is. But it's it's caught wind. I mean, it's, it's out there now. Um, it, It's a story out of canada Mm -hmm. and this guy teaches shop class well the video and the pictures are showing him in front of a a miter saw (laughs) and the way his prosthetic breasts are huge they're beyond huge they make dolly parton look like she's a a b cup i mean and 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 he i i can't even say some of the things that so students in canada Mm -hmm have secretly recorded a transgender teacher right. leading class while wearing grotesquely oversized fake breasts. Right. It is the most ridiculous thing, literally, right. that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And several pictures and videos taken recently at Ontario's Oakville High School the teacher can be seen in front of kids in the classroom setting and operating shop class mach- machinery yep. in a dangerous and unprofessional manner. Oh, yeah, That's another absolutely. situation. Mm-hmm. You would can speak more to this oh, than yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the teacher who just last school year, uh, until just last school year, appeared as a man, mm-hmm. is now calling himself Kayla. Right. Pictures and videos have swirled around for days and have quickly gone viral Mm -hmm. for the teacher's cartoonish depiction of himself as a woman. Right. Uh, In this article, it says, be warned, some things you can't unsee. I know. Um, In addition to his lack of skill, as he struggles to operate us all. Right. Uh, his hair is is dangling free around unforgiving machinery. Yep. The good news is it's fake hair. Would probably well, just get be pulled in, but right it'll off. still pull his head towards the blade. I'm just saying. Um, other pictures show him off the shop floor, uh, no more suited for a class environment. the The boobs are so big mm-hmm. that 
they, they weigh about 35 pounds. Each or just for both? Uh well, they, they did research on them. The okay. prosthetic is like one prosthetic that they I, put over their neck. I see. I know this because I've seen RuPaul's um, Drag Race. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. And okay. um, and oh they gosh. hang down to his waist. Yes. And an infuriating... It's grotesque. I mean, it, it really is. is. It, it is grotesque. And it's something that a real woman mm-hmm. would could medically be cleared to have a reduction done. Yes. If Absolutely. they were like that. Absolutely. Um. The teacher's transformation doesn't appear to be a violation of the um, of the school. Mm-mm. No. Uh, any any student offended by the the ridiculousness of this they, is left with no choice. It's their problem. They uh, policy dictates this pupils have to play along. Play along. That's a great way to put it. And refer to him as a woman. Oh my gosh. Um. As for any young people lured into the lifestyle, the school has a solution for that. Allow their transformation while restricting information providing to parents, guardians, or caregivers. Uh, They have also... uh, Here's the thing. It makes him no more female than he was before. Right. Um, He's still a man. The kids are are uncomfortable, to say Mm -hmm. the least. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying... It's illegal for them to criticize the teacher. Really? With the huge fake breast. Uh, as it's claimed, disturbed students are cl- uh, skipping. Uh, he's offended because students are skipping his classes. Okay. And uh, the school board is refusing to address the parents' concerns. Okay. Both Ben Shapiro and Tucker Carlson really, I mean, take this thing on. They say that this guy's got a weird, twisted fetish. He's trying to get to, a rise out of people. To, to, yeah. to, to turn on young men. And it, and it's just, it's disgusting. All right, I'm not... I'm, that's I'm predatory. Not a, I'm not a dude, okay? Right. So I really, I guess I can't speak to this. Well, I can speak to it. It's sickening. There is nothing... If that was a woman who was naturally right. that way, would there be any turn on whatsoever? No. Nope. Okay, I nope. just wanted to make sure. Nope, I thought nope. maybe I was missing something. Nope, you're not. So do we have any of uh, Tucker's no, comments on that? No, I don't, I don't that? have that. I didn't, no. Um, despite the, the heavy backlash, uh, reports that some students are skipping class, Right. the district school board defended the teacher, uh-huh. said they would no longer answer questions about the issues because it was a personnel matter. Okay. Right. You know what? Um one one twelfth grader said, "Some people support him; others are not comfortable with the situation." Right. He said, "I don't care. I know some of my friends are uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they should be able to, you know, do whatever. It's it's just gross. It's just so nasty. It is. I just can't believe that they're allowing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I." I, I hesitate to put this up on our Facebook. Yeah, it's, I really don't want to. Yeah. Y'all can look it up yourself. Yeah, if you, if you but, dare. But it's, but it's hard to, uh, again, it's hard to unsee that mm-hmm. once uh, once you see it. I mean, it's just, you, you look at it and you look at him in shop class and it's, you just shake your head and go, this is ridiculous. Who is going to take that seriously? Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just too far. And I would think if you were a, a transgender person... 
you would just be offended by that. Yes. Because yep. it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again. But that's kind of where we're at. I haven't had shop class or... Well, I can tell you this. Have, nor have I been gifted in that way. If... if, if and I'm could just you saying, at least put a bra on those puppies? <laughs> well, that's the thing. He, he went the extra mile to put huge nipples as an aftermarket. I did learn that much. In one so of the stories, gross. I mean, just it's trying just, to get things wrong. Yeah, up. like a wet shirt. I hope he develops such contest. bad back pain. Oh yeah, from that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you try strapping on thirty-five pounds; it's going to weigh on you eventually. For some truth with a side of common sense. You want answers? Then you found the right choice. It's the rebirth of common sense talk radio. We are the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. When, Matt, you talk about you know, what they're actually doing to children, it is impossible, realistically, to separate that from stories like the one that we saw over in Canada, which I'm sure we all covered. Uh, this, this insane story of this high school teacher in Canada who was a man who walked into a high school wearing what effectively look like beach balls in his shirt. Size with Z fa- is yeah, what I called with, it on my show. With, 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 that with size Z. prosthetic breasts that are like Beach balls with, with like fake nipples on the end. And the students rightly. You're talking like a George Clooney level Batman <laughs> fake nipple. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, not quite that. Much, not that intense. Okay. Yeah, and and intense. the students took pictures of this and, and everything. And the school district came to the defense of this man and said, well, he's, he's a woman. I mean, he's a, he's a transgender woman, and this person has the right to gender identity. And the thing is that when, when you recognize that this is all part of the same playbook, that, that the same yep. people who are saying, that this man who is wearing the, who's acting out a sexual fetish in front of children, I mean, that's what that is. That isn't even somebody who's, who's saying, I'm a man who believes I'm a woman. That's saying, I wish to act out a bizarre sexual fetish that nobody's ever heard of in front of minors. There you go, Ben Shapiro. He can be heard on our radio station on the weekends on Saturday afternoon. I mean, he just so succinctly says it all. Yeah. But it's just, it's whack. It's and whack. Of he says, you know, I'm sure we've all covered it by now, but you'd be amazed at who's not covering it. Right. Yeah. And and it's interesting to see that they're dealing with the same kind of crap up there that we are down here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I think you get the same response down here. They'd stand up for the teacher. Well, the depending trans on che- depending on the part of the country you're in, yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure, I mean, certainly if you were in New York or somewhere like right, that, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be. Although it would seem that uh, New Yorkers mm-hmm. are getting ex- just exasperated. By their, they're not leaving their state. the state, are they? Oh, they're leaving the state. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the COVID-driven rush of New Yorkers to Florida has now turned into a stampede, <laughs> and there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. Wow! Even as New York is, uh, you know, they're getting out and saying, "Oh, well," and in California too. Oh, you need to be safe from Florida. You need to come. Yes, they're come evil here. people. Right? Exactly. That way, Republicans. A record-breaking number of Empire State residents switched those driver's license plates to the Sunshine State. Mm -hmm. That was just last month. What? Yep. Holy cow. A total of 5,838 New Yorkers made the switch in August, the highest recorded number in a single month in history. History. Okay. All right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Year to date, nearly 42,000 New Yorkers have handed over their licenses moving south. Yeah, just don't bring that northern attitude down there. That's not going to go well. It's not. You know, they're they're moving there to places. We were talking about how safe, you know, some of the places of Florida are. Right. 
to live because they're tough on crime. Right. Yep. Um, they get some really great sheriffs down there. Yeah. Uh, some observers had speculated that the outbound flow would ease after COVID. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> Renowned fashion designer Alvin Valley moved his primary residence to Palm Beach during the pandemic mm-hmm. and said the influx has been staggering. Yeah. First, it was just the billionaires. Right. Then it was the rich following behind <laughs> them. Now you have the middle class. Right. Valley, he's already opened one Palm Beach boutique, has another one in the works. Okay. Said the Florida flight has been driven largely by quality of life concerns. I guess so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Many families just feel like New York is unlivable, mm-hmm. especially for younger couples. They don't want to get on the subway. It's safety issues. It's school issues. Mm-hmm. A retired NYPD lieutenant moved his family to Jacksonville last year, said that New Yorkers still have a buffet of reasons to mm. say goodbye. Yeah. COVID-19 mandates, rising crime, unappealing schools. He argued that vaccine mandates for public sector employees left thousands of working class New Yorkers disillusioned. Hmm. Couple that with a rise in crime, the zero competence from our elected officials, and a lot of people just don't see a future in New York for themselves. Defunding that old police is catching up. Particularly New York City. Mm-hmm. A Brooklyn native who runs the Jacksonville uh, livery service, staffed by retired New York PD cops and host a podcast featuring ex-officers, says he talks to friends every day Hmm. who are trying to get out. Wow. Wow. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has leveraged the state's newfound popularity, using it as a political bludgeoning on his running feuds with New York and California. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging the Florida drain in April, Mayor Eric Adams deployed digital billboards in the Sunshine State to woo New Yorkers back. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, that's hysterical. It is. It is. Florida received 321,888 out-of-state license trade requests in 2022 alone. 322,000? 321,888. That's a lot. That is a lot. I hope the infrastructure can handle it. Uh, Well... Their, their tax numbers are going to improve oh, yeah. significantly, no doubt. aren't they? No doubt. Yeah. Yep. And it's and they don't have a state tax down there. See, so, see this this thing. You know, state income tax. This thing, I think, is going to tell us more about the midterms than anything else. Hmm. If you think that quality of life doesn't matter to people, if you think people aren't paying attention to the safety of their cities, yeah. um, I mean, there's a reason why Florida is getting the attention it's getting mm-hmm. and it's because of who's running that state right yep. make no Absolutely. mistake about it and and if people in new york are getting it i mean come on it, it does give me hope for the midterms it does um we shall see i hope there's a not a red wave a red tsunami you're on the morning jam oh well, we'll try that again <laughs> okay we can do that. We'll do that later. All right. We've got WDBJ7 on the way in just a, a, a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, how about another life hack? Let's do it. It is Life Hack Thursday here on The Morning Jam. Thursday on The Morning Jam. Morning Jam. We've been doing uh, food life hacks this morning. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, for fun. Uh, I love food. You know how much I love food. I know. I know you do. Uh, You're tired of uh, that onion making you cry and cry. You can 
put away those onion goggles. Mm-hmm. Put the onion in the freezer for 30 minutes before you chop it. No more tears if you do that. Gotcha. Uh, that works really well. Okay. Uh, if you like to cut those herbs up, but you find that can be a pain, you can uh, get your herbs laid out on your cutting board. Use your pizza cutter, and it'll chop them up really, really easily. If uh, you don't like uh, scraping off the garlic from your knife, getting your hands all funky, you can add a pinch of salt to the mixture, and it won't stick to your knife anymore. Mm-hmm. It's true. These are amazing. Pretty good life hacks. Okay. 866-916-3776. Good morning, you're on the morning jam. Hey. Got about a minute. Hey, guys. How Go. y'all doing? Hey. Doing well. Hey, uh, Mark, if, hey, Mark, if you like, um, if you like, random, wait till the northerners get down here, like in Cary, North Carolina, and Apex, and Chapel Hill, mm-hmm. where you have a thing called a jughead. It's called a jughead. You have oh. to. You can see Walmart over here, but you have to drive a mile down. Oh. And it's like a little turn. You do a U-turn thing. It's called a jughead. what my dad calls it. Okay. Ew. He said that's a Yankee thing. <laughs> it's a Yankee thing. Yeah, the Yankees bring it down from the north is what my dad says. So uh, keep he your jugheads at home. Thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think we want any yeah, of those. you can see Walmart. You can see Walmart, but you have to drive about a mile down here, turn around, and come back to get to it. It's like a mirage. Say, hey, thanks for the call. We're up against the hard break. Say no to traffic circles and jugheads. And chocolate. The only good jughead was the one on the cartoon. What what cartoon was that? Archie's. Archie's, thank you. It's the only jughead I want. (laughs) Give me some sugar. Honey, honey. All right, I'm going. We're out just in time. (laughs) We are. Currently, temperatures coming on up this morning. We have 73 in Lynchburg, 68 in Bedford, 74 in Roanoke, 69 in Danville, 74 in Salem, and 69 in Appomattox. Yesterday, Kroger, Coca-Cola, and Straight Street, which just has an amazing ministry to young people in Roanoke, uh, all got together. It's uh, These nonprofits all, well, I'm sorry, Straight Street is a nonprofit. The other are for profits. They've teamed up with the nonprofit Straight Street to get out 240 backpacks to kids so far, kids in need, because uh, a lot of them, you know, are going to school. Money's tight, book bags are expensive. And uh, these guys are putting some backpacks together with some things inside, thanks to uh, Straight Street and those, uh, those companies teaming up with them. It's uh, very exciting, according to uh, Derek Gordon, team pastor was Second uh, Street, and, uh, and and it's just I'm I am uh, I'm really excited when I see you know ministries and corporations get together because corporations aren't evil because guess what corporations are people too. Yeah, so, there you go. So there you go. Well, we have uh, Amherst County Public Schools starting out the school year with their first two electric school buses. Uh, early Wednesday, students really? and program partners celebrated the arrival of the buses. They were purchased from Virginia's exclusive uh, Thomas Built Buses dealer, Sonny Merriman. They used money awarded from the county from American Electric Power. The two electric buses began running at the beginning of September. Each bus can travel 130 miles on an eight-hour charge. Hmm. They produce zero emissions and offer significant operation and maintenance savings. That battery holds on. Uh, the industry shows that uh, it's about 60% difference in operational cost 
And uh, they, of course, are going to do their own cost-benefit analysts to determine exactly what those cost savings are. Uh, Through American Electric Power's electric school bus program, the utility company covered the cost to make the buses electric as well as the chargers, allowing the school to purchase the buses at the same cost of a traditional bus. And and I think it's good that they're dipping Mm -hmm. their toe in the water. Yeah. You know. I have a question, and it's it's not necessarily for you, Janet, because neither one of us are really up on electric vehicles. We don't own one. But all I know is, like, when I had my batteries, my my lithium batteries for my business when I had a business, I had to keep my batteries out of the truck in the wintertime because the cold weather is bad for the batteries. Hmm. So I, wonder, I, don't I, know, know. We, I wish we could talk to somebody. Because we've talked to some listeners. They yeah. love their electric yeah. cars. So when you plug the car in, that keeps the battery warm because it's charging. But let's say you go to work, and there's not a charging station yet at your business. Right. Even How though they're supposedly work? everywhere. Well, according to the new ads. Yeah, that you're listening to through the podcast you've been listening to. Right. I'm just wondering how those batteries function when they're in cold cold weather and they're and they're not plugged in i come out to my car let's say at six o'clock at night which is already dark because of the time change and it's cold and what what if my batteries don't want to activate i don't know i'm yeah, just I don't, curious i don't know how that i don't know how that's gonna work or maybe the batteries keep themselves warm but they use up juice while they're keeping themselves warm so you had an hour and a half worth of driving or or let's say 75 miles because you know home is 60 miles away and you get in your car and it says you've got 53 miles According left. According to this new um, ad that's running, that the car can run up to 200 miles, as many as 500 miles on a single charge. That seems like a big wait difference no, no, to wait. me. You gave me two different numbers. Well, now I know. They do in the ad, too. It's all I can do not to punch my steering wheel every time <laughs> it comes on. Your poor car. It's, a, it's, like, it's like electric vehicles are normal. <laughs> they're here to look at the swirling eyes uh, that, <laughs> the swirling eyes it's, I love it's that. the voice i right, think right, that right. is like okay it's all right to go to sleep even though you're and driving they are they certainly are more normal than they they were mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah yeah a few a few years I mean, we're ago. not anti-electric we not just want all. we want the the grid but to it support needs, it right which and means it, we have to do every aspect of energy that's that is nuclear that is coal and that is natural gas right not windmills i'm sorry it's just not enough there yeah. and solar panels even though you're gobbling up thousands if not tens of thousands of acres mm-hmm. and sorry it's not enough yeah hey um we as we've seen we've got rising interest rates uh that's been in the news yeah it went up three quarters of a percent again right uh, it appears to be cooling off the housing market yeah. in the Commonwealth. Federal Reserve approved a third consecutive hike of three quarters of a percentage point, uh, just trying to drag down uh, high inflation and lower customer demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rapid rise in interest rates is also increasing those mortgage payments, so they're not getting as much bang for their buck. Oh, those adjustable rates mm-hmm. that look so good at first. Right. Uh. Uh, at these mortgage rates increase, it's uh, pricing a lot of folks, particularly a lot of first-time home buyers, out of the market. Mm-hmm. According to price, sales actively uh, sales activity in August decreased by about twenty percent from the same month a year before, and that's been persisting for a while. Right. Uh, price projects that Virginia sales activity will drop by an overall fifteen percent in 2022 compared to 21 hmm. I, I will say my sister and brother-in-law put their the mother's house up for sale right. and uh, it you know sold in two days did it really yeah wow. 
Yeah. So it, mm. it seems like uh, things are still doing pretty well just because there's not that much on the market, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much as there was, but uh, it's definitely impacting things for sure. So. Did, and they, did they go through a realtor or did they sell yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did. Okay. Gotcha. Yes, they did. Well, I guess it depends on where you're at and that price point, you know, that you're at. And a lot of people are, you know, paying with cash. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the ones you want because there's no dilly-dallying around if that's well, possible. Well, and that was the that was the difference in, in you know, they got a cash offer and they mm-hmm. just went ahead and, yeah. and took it. The thing about it is I think that cash offer came from somebody out of state that had never even seen the house. I mean, who oh, really? does that? Well. Who spends $375,000? Yeah, that on a virtual tour. Well, they've <laughs> apparently they've done some homework about the area and that kind of thing. I guess. I well, I mean, it's a you know, it's got fifteen acres and and oh, it's yeah. a big log house on it. And Jeez. So why didn't you tell me about it? Not that I could <laughs> afford it, and I don't want to move to Bristol. Although the race does come there twice a year. I know it I could mean, the lure big you. It's it, very possible. It is the last known coliseum. Mm-hmm. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They're your Midtown grocer, and they're busy cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And every week, they bring in fresh seafood from mm. the coast. And uh, you need to, to get with them and uh, see what the latest things are that they're bringing in. Better yet, sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member Mm. and they'll even send you coupons directly to your phone so you can save. Uh, In keeping with the messaging of that fresh seafood, I've got a recipe today for uh, a seafood casserole or I I call it a seafood bake, uh, much like you would get in some of your finer restaurants. You can use all different kinds of Mm -hmm. seafood, not just the ones I'm mentioning uh, because it just makes a delicious uh, uh, offering for your family. You're going to start. This is a big serving. Okay. This recipe is preheat your oven to 375 degrees. Take eight ounces of white fish, and you're going to cut it into pieces and lay it in a seven by eleven uh, casserole dish. I like to use a clear one because I like to be able to see all the beautifulness uh, in it. But you can use okay. a ceramic as well. Then you're going to add your shrimp and your scallops or whatever your seafood is of choice. Sprinkle it with salt and pepper to taste. Mm-hmm. Add in some minced garlic. And then you're going to pour some heavy cream over your seafood. Okay. And then you're going to add some shredded Swiss on top. Sprinkle that with paprika and Parmesan. And it's basically going to make this beautiful sauce over all of uh, of your seafood. Okay. Uh, bake it for about 15 to 20 minutes. Don't over-bake it. And it's really great to serve over like an angel hair pasta because oh, nice. it kind of makes a sauce over the pasta. I love me some angel hair. I like to even uh, toss in a little bit of red pepper flake at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a simple recipe, but it's a delicious way uh, to make some baked seafood. Uh, check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share here on the Morning Jam. Brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are always a cut above. And again, be sure to sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member because when you do, they're going to send those uh, right to your uh, your phone, and you can save five dollars, sometimes ten dollars off your entire order. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. 
I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at FNL Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on fresh Chesapeake oysters, $22 a pint. Cooked crabs, $2 each from the Chesapeake. Bottom round roast is $3.98 a pound. Cube steak or beef stew is $4.98 for a family pack. And Jimmy D. Bacon, hickory, or applewood is $3.98 for a 12-ounce pack. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Their meat is a cut above. Life Hack Thursday on the Morning Jam. Morning Jam. Well, we're doing some food hacks today mm. on the Morning Jam. We've had some really good ones. Uh, this one is with you in mind. Okay. Oh, me or our listeners or both? No, with with, with you. Okay. Uh, because it's about peanut butter. Oh, yes. You indeed. know, uh, the um, the natural peanut butter is better for you than the... The than stuff the, that's oily and you got to stir? Right. Okay. Which is kind of a pain. Yeah, it is. And, uh, to do. But if you store that jar upside down... Okay. It makes stirring the peanut butter and incorporating that much easier. Well, see, that's been part of my frustration, almost like the traffic circles. Yeah, because it's not all the oil goes to the top. So then when you flip it over, it's in the bottom, and then Ah. you just stir it up, and you don't have like oil going everywhere. Interesting. So you might want to give that a try. I I love almond butter. Okay. And almond, uh, especially on an apple. I do do like it. Uh, I love a sliced apple with almond butter, especially mm-hmm. this time of year, and, and there and it's always like that. Okay, but if you store it upside down, it's much easier to do. And then one more. Okay, when you're uh, pouring liquids into a baggie to freeze, soup, yeah, yeah, gravy, that kind of thing, uh, put the bag in a large glass measuring cup and fold it over, and that way, especially if you're sealing it, ah, and and then it keeps the top nice and clean. And gotcha. then you can seal it uh, much easier, and you're not well, likely see, to see because spill. you have a sealer. Yes, you I do. You sealed the deal just the other day, and the wife's been out of town for a few days, and you you got me some chili. I did some amazing chili. So we we do that ahead of time, yeah. and then we'll and then we do it just like I yeah. gave you that packet. Yeah, it was great, and it's just like it's brand new, professionally sealed, and fresh, and fresh, mm-hmm. fresh, so fresh. Yeah, exciting. I mean, that probably had been in the freezer three months you're kidding me uh, yeah i think it was june oh my gosh i never would i mean i'm serious you can't no you can't yeah, tell i, I, I no, i heated I that puppy up and i thought you had just made it last week my or two. my mark is better at doing this the soups this, and things sealing them okay than i am right i get a little overzealous and then ah, okay. it goes everywhere <laughs> so we had a story like this right. not that long ago do you remember the story that we did where the kids were partying and the floor collapsed yes yes you remember yes. that oh yeah, yeah crazy yeah. footage wasn't there an adult in the house somewhere too sleeping sleeping yes <laughs> they had just taking a picture mm-hmm. uh, well this wasn't a kid party this was a wedding in new jersey huh and they the firefighters responded when the second story began to cave in under the wedding goers. Okay. The uh, volunteer fire department said crews responded to the Daymark restaurant when attendees at the wedding on the second floor reported the floor was collapsing. 
It wow. didn't collapse, but it did cave in. Huh. Firefighters credited the DJ at the wedding reception with announcing the issue, making sure everyone got vacated from the building. Leave it up to the good DJ. There you go. Newlyweds Cassidy and Brian said the reception was just getting underway mm-hmm. with about 200 guests Oh my! when the floor started to go. Wow. Said our DJ had just kicked it off. We were three songs in. Luckily, we were able to get all our first dances in and our speeches. Mm-hmm. They say the restaurant's going to be closed until the building is structurally sound again. Wow. They said the wedding reception just moved to a new location. Mm-hmm. They knew where their parents were staying. They just moved, on, moved huh? it on down the road. <laughs> Have you ever had anything like that happen oh my at gosh, a wedding? No, no, no. no. I, 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 I think I've shared this story. I will share it again real quick. Down at Chopper's Place. The oh, yeah. People were getting drunk, and, and I, I, I wanted to quit DJ. I came home. I said, babe, I can't do this any longer. Right. I didn't have I control like that. over what was going on in this back back room that I didn't know about, and they were uh, getting drunk crazy. back there shooting, yeah. uh, doing whiskey shots, and they were writing. The, the, the groom got drunk. They wrote all kinds of nasty notes on his leg and permanent marker. Um, <laughs> but what, what the part of the, the thing that really Sorry. disturbed me is the brother of the groom was getting a little too, you know, inebriated, and they had these beautiful um, chandeliers. Oh, no. yeah. And he took his ten or a seven-year-old girl, and he kept raising her up, raising her up, raising her up during a song. And he raised her right into the chandelier. Oh, it no. cut her forehead. Oh no! And and uh, you know everybody, you know, like swarms on. Is she okay? Of course, I turn the music down, and and you know one of the bridesmaids turned around and looked at me and said. Bring yeah. the music back. And I'm what thinking, are you doing? you've got There's an, an injured, injured child And here. you're not dancing anyway, for crying out loud. And they end up taking her to the hospital to get oh, stitches. Oh, my word. And, and then later on that night, brother-in-law got, a, or the brother of the groom got a little more unruly. And, and Chopper's bouncers took care of it. Good. Yeah. Took him out, and he was not allowed to come back into the well, building. and that's why it's good that you have a, a location that has that. Not, yeah. not all of them do. True. I, I can honestly say, by and large, my wedding experiences have been oh, you've okay. Got some but I, though. but I've had some that were. Yeah, they, and that's when I was. Doesn't like, even rival my little thing that I just. I about. only, I only do uh, weddings now for love and Jesus. That's the only reason. Well, I do and them. I think yeah. Same way same I thing cater. Me. Um, we have a story out of Florida. Okay. There was a crash involving not one, not two, but five semis. Wow. Uh, Florida Highway was littered with literally hundreds of cans of beer. Does it say which highway? Yesterday morning. Uh, that would have been Interstate 75 okay, in Hernando I know it well. County. I know, oh, I know Hernando County. Yeah. Sure. Kroom is up there in Hernando. Kroom is a, a huge 100,000 uh, acre place for motorcyclists and hunters and this kind of thing. Well, this happened about six o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! One of the uh, the trucks rear-ended the other, and then three other semi trucks and a pickup truck then became involved in the crash. Oh boy! The last semi truck to strike the stop vehicles ended up dropping its entire load of cores onto oh. the roadway. Oh lord! Was no it beers? Ser- was it bottles or cans? Cans. Well, the chances are better that they're going to survive. No serious injuries were reported. Um, I don't. Cow, I don't Janet. see. Oh, I know. That looks like you know. It's like a scene from Smokey and the Bandit or something. <laughs> All the carnage. I don't see a lot of. There's some sad beer lovers out All there. All the humanity in the barley. I don't see a lot of liquid though. Yeah. Well, that, cancel, that, cancel. That's some pretty tough cans. Yeah. Well, it'll take a hit. I wonder what they do with that. I guess they just crush it. 
They crush it. You think or they, they give it to, to homeless rid- people. If it's not bro- homeless people. Or maybe the new immigrants coming in from other countries. I'm making a donation countries. To, my, to the food bank. <laughs> right. You can't donate that. <laughs> it does have some dings in it. A little bit of gravel on that uh, lid there. I know some people that would not. They'd be like, oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but the pop top still works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Um, uh, we've had a lot of, of stories about, uh, you know, critters lately. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We had a Oklahoma firefighter okay. call to the rescue yeah. with an unusual situation. Mm-hmm. Jalen Goff came to the assistance of a woman who, as she was getting into her car, noticed a little friend slithering <laughs> oh, into her Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not that. Not a slithering thing. Oh, no. yes. Oh, it's ah. definitely a slithering thing. Ah. Uh, they say they get calls for all kinds of emergencies. No. Firefighter Jalen Goff was the right guy at the right time for this one. Mm. The department showed a videotape of Goff pulling the snake from underneath the car. Oh, Lord. The snake, which was a non-venomous, thankfully, bull right. snake. Right. Bull snake! Uh, re- was relocated out of town and no released. Snake. Yeah, it's it was big too. I oh, don't blame her. I, I wouldn't can't. Have. No, I can't see it. Nope. She's like across the street, going, "Get rid of it!" Ugh. I don't care. He is pretty big. Yeah, I don't but, care. But non venomous. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care venom Irrelevant. or not. I'm I'm, I'm non snake is what I am. Yesterday we were talking about um, serendipity. Yes, we were. You know where the lady was was going to get her chips and her gas yeah she went to another place played the lottery yeah the store she was going to was uh closed so Mm -hmm. she ended up going to another one uh this time it's a a man out of Culpeper, virginia okay he uh he stopped at a gas station for a cup of coffee right walked out with a scratch-off ticket worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars have mercy miguel morales said he was only after a cup of coffee when he stopped into bp short's food mart and orange mm-hmm. but while there he decided to buy a gold jackpot scratch-off ticket okay he said uh, he was shocked when he scratched the ticket off and it revealed the two hundred and fifty thousand top prize mm-hmm. he said i never thought it would uh, be such a large amount he says his winning savings will go toward taking care of his family and bumping up that savings account interesting good for you yeah i mean i'm just saying i I need to go, I need to rethink the whole, just give me a scratch off every now and then. Yeah. I got an itch. I need to scratch it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, another critter story. Okay. I'm, this one I'm out of Tennessee. It. All right. Your home uh-huh. state, yeah. Animal rescuers in Tennessee that say they are now caring for an Arctic fox. An Arctic fox. That was found scratching at hmm. a resident's back door because they wanted to be let inside. Okay. The uh, owner of For Fox Sake Wildlife Rescue Mm -hmm. said a woman contacted the organization to report a silver fox scratching at her back door. Okay. They arrived to discover the fox was actually an Arctic fox. Huh. They shared the picture on social media, was soon contacted by the animal's most recent caretaker. Okay. The man said the fox, Cooper, had belonged to a friend, but he took the fox into his home after the pet showed signs of neglect. The habitat he had built for Cooper wasn't really suitable for a fox, and he was able to break out pretty quickly. That's how he ended up, you know, pawing at the door of a neighbor. 
about that. They said that he did surrender custody of Cooper to mm-hmm. the sanctuary. Okay. And uh, they've started him on prescription uh, food because he needed to gain weight. Right. And uh, non-native foxes, including Arctic foxes, are legal to keep as pets without a permit. Probably that? not a good idea, Tennessee. Yeah, you might want to change that. Him pretty skinny. <laughs> yeah. He don't. He needs some. I don't know. I don't like foxes or snakes. Oh, I do. <laughs> I would take him. If foxes I are cute. They are cute. Well, they're very. They are cute. They're very playful. They can be very, mm-hmm. very playful. Okay. So hopefully he's got a good, safe home. Just haven't gotten close enough to one to find out if it was playful or not. <laughs> Make today awesome. See you tomorrow.